Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Sucks, right? I'm your host, Liz, and while adulting may suck, I try to help you navigate through the trials and tribulations of this thing called life while dealing with anxiety and depression. So from goal setting to dating, forgiveness, and everything in between, I share my life journey with you to help make your lives just a little bit better. So welcome back, y'all. Glad to be back. It is, I can't believe we're in October already. It is October the 6th, Wednesday, hump day, hump day. (laughs) Um, I hope everybody has been doing good. Hope uh, everybody is in in good health, family, friends, uh, peers, whoever. But um, I know that it's Wednesday, usually feeling kind of blah on Wednesday. I don't know about y'all, but I know that's how I am because you're just waiting to get over that hump for the weekend. So, uh, but I'm trying not, me personally, I'm trying not to like, uh, um, live for the weekend. Just try to live every day. Like it's the weekend. If that makes sense. That's a goal. (laughs) Um, so I have a, a, a great episode for you guys today. Um, today's title is called eating an elephant and, um, I'll be discussing later, just going into more detail with that is with, uh, the, the hashtag small goals challenge that's coming up, um, later on this month, or I should say in a few days. Um, and yeah, we'll get into all of that, but I thought I would change it up a little bit this week and talk about, I guess like some, uh, some things that have been going on. So last night, I I can't believe I did this, but I sat down uh, and watched the BET Hip Hop Awards. I don't know if everybody else did, but hopefully you did. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I, for one, I can't believe I sat there uh, during that, that whole period to, to actually watch it with the commercials and all, because I cannot stand commercials. They get on my goddamn nerves. Some of them are funny, but for the most part, they get on my nerves, especially BT, because they put way too many damn commercials on. It's like about 15 commercials. Then they'll show the program for about a good five minutes and then show you another 30 damn commercials. So it, anyway, um, I watched it because I am a huge 85 South Show fan. Chico Bean, Carlos Miller, Young DC Fly, DC Young Fly. Oh my gosh, I love the fact that these are like three black men um, within my age range that are like I've watched them on on Wildin' Out, and to see them going from Wildin' Out to hosting the BT uh, Awards, Hip Hop Awards, and also just like on YouTube, go to YouTube, check out their show. I'm not. I'm not a sponsor or anything. I, I just like good shit. Like anytime that I'm feeling down or I need a good laugh, I will go pull up one of their live shows and have a good cackle. Especially for those who work from home, you know how it is. You're not really around people. You kind of get a little bored or you feeling some type of way. Watch that. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will be tears coming out your eyes. Um, so I watched that, um, I watched it mainly for them. And then they did have some artists that I did want to see, like Tyler, the creator, Baby King, um, who else? Oh, I, 
And of course, I was really there to also watch uh, Nelly get the get his award. I forgot the name of the award, but um, for basically making a huge impact on hip hop and hip hop culture. So coming from the Vu, gotta represent. Uh, it was a bomb ass performance. Them dancers really like dance they ass off, but it was just really good to go back down memory lane. I remember when uh, Nelly was actually uh, filming the filming um, country grammar. And if I'm not mistaken, it's like on St. Louis Avenue. And it was right, it was close to my school, uh, Sumner, class of 02. Anyway, so I just watching that, like seeing where he came from coming out of St. Louis and, and just been able to stay relevant. And even though he's not really, you know, he's not, of course, doing music, his music to me is timeless. But for him to just like, you know, come from St. Louis and really make it big and stay relevant and doing good things for the community and also, you know, just for the culture, it was just they gave him his things and I was glad to be a part of, you know, watching it on TV. Um, who else? <sighs> Is it me or like, I'm pretty open when it comes to music. Like I have a very eclectic, eclectic, um, um, I, I, I love all types of music and with the exception of like, <sighs> country music some of it is cool but for the most part anyway um <laughs> but like it, it seems like a lot of these artists don't have the the that it factor and it's like a lot of the music now with hip-hop is just microwavable music it's just something you pop in real quick but it like what impact or influence does it have on the hip-hop culture and I'm, I'm that type of person that looks at things from a bigger picture, like stage presence, um, musicality, lyrics, uh, uh, the, the beat selection, you know, things of that nature. And I just noticed that some, uh, some of these artists, they, I don't, I, I really, for the life of me, don't understand like how they're successful, um, in that way, because yeah they some of them are kind of trash um so like I was paying attention to uh mulatto or a lotto she likes to be called and I was not feeling that performance she wasn't really giving me any like good energy um her outfit was cute and all of that but I I don't know I don't see her like being around for a long and this is just my opinion because music is uh subjective you know everybody has their own interpretation of it however I just I really just didn't care much for it, her performance um I will say uh Isaiah Rashad's performance it was um I love the song but it was like kind of lackluster. Again, energy. I'm about a person about like good stage presence. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a dope lyricist. Um, I love his music, but uh, yeah, I, I was not. I was not feeling that shit. Um, however, I and I hope I'm saying this right. Uh, Lamb Dochi, Dochi, Dochi. 
y'all correct me or whatever um for the song what you said she killed it like she is the one that really like carried the performance i mean she got out there cute little chocolate barbie doll looking chick um she went out there she did her thing had them big ass heels on they could still get down you know drop down and get your eagle on anyway um you know I, I love their performance baby king's performance was cool uh i'm trying to think of oh boy name that five five I think his name is Tobias or Toby. I know his wife is named uh, Fat. I'm, I'm bad with names, y'all. I'm sorry. But y'all know what I was talking about. Uh, that performance brought the house down. Like, I love their energy. They they had it all. Like, they kept my attention to the point where I went back on his YouTube page and looked it up and looked at the video or looked at the performance again because it just... I don't know. I could really feel their energy through that. And it just made me feel some type of way in a good way. Um, who else? Um, uh, I can't really think of anything else. Like the ciphers were trash. Um, yeah. I don't know who these artists are, but I mean, Erica Banks, she did her thing. Smino, he, he, he did, he, he did okay. Um, it seemed like he was kind of messing up a little bit and that could just be, you know, performance jitters or whatnot, which I get, but, um, and he's from St. Louis too. And I do love his music as well, but, um, oh, and then Tyler creator did get the hip hop culture award, um, which LL presented. And I, I love that whole moment. Um, you know, he, Tyler, the creator, I've been following him and listening to his music since he first came out. Um, and I just, I love his music. I love his energy. I love what he stands for. And he is here for the culture. He is being his authentic self, whether some people think of it as weird or eclectic or whatnot, but I love it. Um, yeah, so that was kind of like my little take on the hip hop awards. Um, I mean, I got, I'm glad I watched it, but I feel like a lot of the artists, oh, Bia. Okay, that that's what I wanted to talk about. So, you know, you said, no, I, I love that song. It's a whole lot of money in this movie. Uh, uh, uh. You know, that's that's my shit. I got it on my playlist. But if you're going to be on the stage with Lil John, I'm going to need for you to have more energy than what you had. You might as well have just sat on that damn couch and went back to sleep because you look tired. Anyway, um... Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. I just want to talk about the Hip Hop Awards real quick. Um, so this week I am going to keep it uh, shorter than usual. Usually I go for about an hour. I'm going to do my best to keep it short. I'm uh, constantly working to uh, improve myself and, and, and better myself as a person and as a podcaster. And it takes time, you know. Um, and this leads into, you know... I'm one of those people who are constantly like trying to set goals for myself. I have a whiteboard where I write down like my daily goals and that could be something as simple as shower, brush your teeth, uh, do the laundry, uh, tell somebody you love them, um, you know, record the podcast, relax. Like I have to incorporate that into my goals or I won't do it. Like that's just how I am. You know, working out, things like that. So um, it, it led me to wanting to do a hashtag small, small goals challenge. And I've, I've tried it before 
and it was a couple of years ago and um i think i got like to day five and i just stopped doing it i stopped posting i stopped talking about it the whole night it's like i i had a great idea and i was like doing it i was getting feedback from people and then i just completely stopped and so um this time i said i'm going to do it again and instead of doing it for a month i'm just gonna try doing it for a week which leads me to the title of this episode eating an elephant so eating an elephant essentially is just another way of saying how can i take a bigger goal and um condense it down to smaller manageable sizes uh which will be easier for me to achieve hence eating an elephant um and so I decided again to do the small goals challenge It's going to be October the 10th through the 17th. So that's Sunday through Sunday. And uh, essentially what you're doing is you are what I wanted people to do. And you can join me, you know, um, that's that's the whole point of it is to what you do is you uh, create two to three small achievable goals um on on my page on my group page on facebook it's uh at adulting suck right podcast um i also have a peace of mind uh stl um oh i'm sorry i lost my train of thought for a moment public group that i have created to where people can come in discuss what their goals are and um you know kind of help support each other uh, things of that nature to achieve their goals. But it's also, I've created this piece of my STL page um, because it's a safe space for our community to come together as a collective so we can share, we can support, we can inspire and uplift one another um, by, you know, tackling daily issues, tackling daily issues, adulting issues, coupled with anxiety, depression, and other mental health diagnoses. So it's a safe space for our community. And I say our community because I, um, there's not enough in my, it's starting to get better, bigger and better now, but there's still not enough, uh, safe spaces and resources and, uh, support for, for us as black people. Um, we are heavily impacted by mental health uh, diagnoses and, and, and issues, anxiety, depression, especially, you know, um, at the height of the, the, the pandemic and it's still a pandemic going on. So these things have a negative impact um, on our community and on ourselves. And I think that the more support and the more tools and resources that we have available, this is something th- that can help uh, essentially people can be more people within our community can be more comfortable talking and discussing depression, anxiety, um, uh, uh, schizophrenia, bipolar disorders, you know, OCD, you know, things of that nature, trauma. We have so much trauma. It is traumatic. Uh, this is something that, uh, uh, um, uh, Lena Waithe said it, it, that it's traumatic being black. It is like it is so traumatizing, and I think that we we move the way that we're so resilient, and we're so like let's bottle this up, let's let's keep it going, let's get out here and make this money, let's go out here and and and, and be there for our kids and our family and our loved ones and stuff that we neglect what is essentially going on within ourselves. And I'm always gonna say this like 
mental health is dealing with your mind. If your mind is jacked up, if your mind, your brain, your your mental health is is not um, at where it needs to be in a positive way, then it's going to affect other parts of your body. It's going to affect your organs because stress manifests into, you know, um, it, it, it does manifest physically and, and cause other ailments. So you can have stress-induced depression, stress-induced anxiety, stress-induced, um, as a result, hypertension. That is so big within our community. Diabetes. I have diabetes and it's not fun having. So again, I mean to get on my soapbox, but the, the, the reason for this page is to support and help one another. Um, I mean, hell, that's the reason why I decided to become a certified peer specialist and to get my my license and credentials and and whatnot, just so I I can provide, you know, uh, uh, the tools and and the the tools that are necessary to to help and to support. So anyway, (laughs) back to back to the to the the topic at hand. just promoting the the page again peace of mind stl and then also um the uh if you at mention adulting suck right podcast then it will lead you to that page and that ties into the peace of mind stl page uh so anyway <laughs> now that i got that part out the way uh with the goals again um, I'm going to be, you just create two to three small achievable goals. You use hashtag small goals challenge and share your goals on the peace of mind STO page. Uh, I also have some videos that can, uh, that can help you achieve your small goals. And then I also want you to tag two friends because having an accountability partner really does increase your chance of achieving your goals. So, um, just real quick, I am going to just, you know, um, kind of discuss some of the barriers that you can have with achieving your goals and how to move past that. Um, but first I wanted to, um, I know in the past, in the first episode, um, adulting is fear, false evidence appearing real. Um, that just mostly talked about what fear is and how to overcome those fears. But I, I wanted to add like a quick, um, not a caveat, but just like when you have these uncomfortable feelings and thoughts, it's good to explore them because I think in sometimes when we don't achieve our goals, it's a root reason behind it. And I, and, and, and I know for me and, you know, talking to peers and whatnot, a lot of it comes from your fears, whether you are aware of those fears or not, that's something that you would have to determine yourself. But a lot of times it's just either the fears because you, you, you just, you have these feelings of like these uncomfortable feelings and you don't in, in these thoughts and you, instead of, working through them is just something that we what we typically do as humans we push them down and we try to move past it but then we end up still being halted 
in our goal setting or even trying to achieve our goals because we never really dealt with the root cause of what your fears are. And this can be applied to any emotion that you have. If you're sad, if you're grieving, if you're, you know, um, agitated or, or, or depressed or whatever, like you can apply that, that same thought process, like getting to the bottom of those uncomfortable feelings and thoughts and figuring out like what is causing these issues. And, um, that's why I think it's uh, highly important to like really sit with yourself, really sit with yourself and write, write down, um, write it down. Just write it down and, and or talk to someone, whether it's a coach, it's a certified peer specialist, um, if it's a counselor, a, a licensed professional, a therapist, you know, uh, just someone that you trust that you can speak to that can help you like really get down to the nitty gritty of why you have this fear with this with this particular goal. Um, I also know that there are stages to change. Uh, Typically, there are five stages to change. And uh, there's uh, pre-contemplating. Oh my God, I can't even say the word right. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, It is basically when you you have not yet considered the change um, or you're like unwilling or unable to change. And I think it's important to like touch on this subject for a minute because um, it's something that that we typically all do. Like we get to the point where, you know, we could just be sitting on our couches or, you know, sitting there and really trying to think about like, (sighs) I know there's a change, but I don't know where to start. Um, and, and usually when you're in this stage, uh, again, this is the, 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 the beginning stages is you often like, you may like seek services because you're, you may have pressure from your friends, your family or whatever, but you typically you end up just feeling like the situation is hopeless. And, uh, I think at that point, that's when you have to raise awareness. So that ties into like figuring out, like facing your fears, um, really sitting down with yourself and trying to figure out like what is causing me to, what is preventing me from making a change. So next um, stage is contemplation. Uh, you see there's a possibility of change, but you're still like, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really certain. Uh, so typically in this stage, what that, what that typically looks like is like you acknowledge that a change needs to be made. However, you still struggle to understand the problem and the causes and the pos- or the possibility of a, a possible solution. So, um, again, that's something that you would like need to really sit with yourself and really try to figure out, like, um, like really resolving to try to help to choose to change. Like, you have to make that choice. Like, okay. I'm contemplating this. I know that this is this is something that I really need to change. Whether that's like, I'll, I'll, I'll use this as an example. Uh, my drinking. I was getting too heavy with it. It was really making like a huge impact on my day-to-day life. So I went through the stage of like thinking about it, like pre-contemplation. 
and I was considering, but not really, and yeah, you know, but then I went to the uh, contemplation of, we're thinking about like, I really need to make this change because it's going to be healthier for me. It's going to help me to lose some weight because, you know, drinking does, especially if you're doing like mixed drinks or wine and stuff that does have a sugar content. And for somebody like me who is diabetic, it's just, you know, um, in excess, it's just not good. So the next step is preparation. So now you have made, you have contemplated, um, you see the possibility to change. So the next step is preparation. So this is when you say to yourself, I am going to make a change. So let me go back to my drink. I said, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a change. Um, uh, I still don't know what the hell I'm going to do though. <laughs> I don't know if I should just completely stop or is this something where it's a, it, like I have an alcohol addiction to where I need to go to AA. Um, is this something like, like I really don't know what to do. I have these things that I'm thinking about doing, but I, I just don't know. And so most of them, uh, again, most of these people, like most people they're in this preparation stage, they're planning to take action um, and they're they're wanting to make like the final adjustments before they actually change, before you actually like make a change to your behavior. And usually the, the primary task in this is just like basically helping to identify like appropriate, appropriate change, appropriate changes. Like what steps do I need to make to, to in order to do this change? So with me, I knew that I had to do it. I just didn't know how. So uh, this brings me to the next step, which is action. Action is actually doing the steps <laughs> towards making the change. Um, however, it's it, it's not really like a, you're making an action, but it, it's still not like a stabilized. It, it, you're not stabilized in the process. So. Typically, what you do when you're in this stage is you're constantly making changes. You're modifying this. You're modifying the surroundings. You're modifying your behavior. You're you're writing. You you actually like making the moves. Like, okay, I would say I'm trying to think of a, a good example. Um, I knew that at this time I said, all right, 30 days. 30 days lives from September 14th. Starting September 14th, no more drinking. That means no, no, no liquor, no wine, no nothing. Because in my mind, I was thinking that I'm getting like to the point where I can be an alcoholic and I don't want that to happen. I know me, I like to do fancy stuff. I like to pair my, um, my Pinot Noir with a, a nice, a nice medium well, or, or nice medium steak. You know, um, I like a good Pinot Grigio or Sauvignon Blanc. You know, I, I like to do stuff where I, because I'm a cook, I like to pair my wines with my meals. It's, it's just an ultimate experience. So I knew that I did not want to restrict myself completely. Um, and I felt like if I do, when I do this, um, this this 30 day of basically abstaining from alcohol then that helps me to know for one that 
for me, it, 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 it solidified like, okay, maybe I don't have a, a drinking problem. It's just more of, I need to limit myself and I need to be more disciplined. Um, Cause a lot of times when I was thinking about it, like I'm drinking because I'm bored or I'm drinking because I'm, I'm trying to run away from my problems. And I'm like, there are other healthier ways of doing that. So that's essentially what action is. I, I put it into action. So on September 14th, I made the decision. I'm like, no more for the next 30 days. And I will say that it, it was it, at first, well, I thought it was going to be very, very difficult. And that was one of my fears. That's going back to facing one's fears. Um, I thought it was going to be way worse than what it actually is. Like, I think I may have had like uh, several times where I had like a like a, a slight craving or I ain't gonna even say a slight craving. I was craving the shit. Um, <laughs> but I knew like this is the, the reasons why I'm doing it is because it's gonna help me keep my weight in check. It's gonna help lower my blood sugar. And it's, it's I'm, I knew that I was doing it because I'm bored or if I'm depressed. And it, it just, like, outlining those things for myself just helped me to, you know, put it into action. So, the last step uh, of the stages of change is maintenance. And, basically, this means that you achieve your goals and it's, and you're working to maintain the change. Um, now, keep in mind that typically change never ends with action. Um, without a strong commitment to maintenance, then you could potentially relapse and you usually go back down to pre-contemplation. And um, maintain it is always hard. You know, when you have to maintain good skincare or, you know, maintain your hairstyle or, you know, maintain your weight, it's always harder to maintain, in my opinion. And so uh, I think at this point, when you're at this stage, you just have to make sure to develop new skills uh, to maintain you know your your change so I know for me like my maintenance in this is um and I just want to let y'all know that I'm on week three week three and some change and so I even got it on my calendar October 14 you did it friend 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 you know <laughs> so um but I said all that to say like you, you want to make sure that you're developing new skills to maintain um the the change and so with with the with the drinking for instance i know that my maintenance is once i'm done with it and and honestly like when the 14th comes i'm not just gonna be like ah it's celebration i'm going to drink you know it's just like okay now that i've done it i've completed this task what are some ways that i can maintain um, so that way I don't get back to this, to, back to the same point that I was at when, when, uh, I started like drinking on a daily basis and it becoming excessive. So uh, again, this is something that, you know, I've sat down and, and like, okay, if I'm bored, then instead of picking up a glass, a, a bottle of wine or a glass of wine or whatever, then instead, let me do something else. Let me do something constructive. You know, um, if I'm feeling depressed. And I, I go for the bottle. Instead of instead of doing that, sit with my feelings, journal, write it out, practice mindfulness, uh, talk to my, you know, talk to a friend or a peer or a therapist, like whatever I need to do to make sure that I don't get to that point where I, I 
put put myself back down that, that road again of excessively drinking. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, so just know that typically when when whenever you're making a change, there are stages to it, and sometimes you can you can definitely go back, and it's okay. I, I want to let you know that it is okay. If you get to the point where you're 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 implementing your your change and then you fall off and you go back to square one, it is okay. You're human. Um, please don't beat yourself up. That's something that we tend to do as humans is that we beat ourselves up um, and we don't show ourselves compassion uh, whenever we make a human error. Like let's just say for for instance, if today I went out and had a drink. You know, for one reason or another, it'll be very hard to, you know, not bash myself for it, but because that's what we typically do, you know, but just to at least sit down and just be like, all right, Liz, you made a, you made a human error you made a mistake and it's okay. And sometimes you even got to sit with the feelings of, damn, I feel like trash. I feel like this. I feel like I'm a bad person. I feel like I'm never going to achieve my goals. Like you, it's okay to even have that thought process. Allow yourself to feel it. However, don't don't dwell in it. Meaning, don't don't wallow in it and don't get. And when I say wallow, I mean to the point where it consumes you to where you don't want to get back up and try again. Dust yourself off and try again. Let's just up, try again, try again, and then, you know, like it's okay. <laughs> so, one of, um, and this is something that I want to like, I think I'm gonna have to like scan it and, and, and upload it, uh, to the, to the group and to the peace of mind page. But this is something that also helped by just doing this this is a tool um it's a personal change experience tool and um one of the thing one of the questions that it asks is think about a personal change that you have made in your life and one of them i put uh to stop taking medication and when i mean med, i mean like my psychiatric medication because it just was not good for me um so one of the questions is, is four questions it says why what motivated you to change? And I feel tired of missing out on life, feeling like a zombie, suicide attempt, suicide ideation. Um, I mean, like those that medication has so much uh, of a negative impact on me. I, I, that's what motivated me. Um, asking how, how, like what was the process? And for me, my process was I was weighing out the pros and cons. And my cons weighed out the pros. So it was time to do what I need to do. Them bitches had to go. <laughs> so uh, when? What was the timeline? So in this case, I put, um, I had to taper off because, and I will say this, I'm not a medical staff or medical professional or anything. I'm just using my experience to, you know, talk about it. However, if you are contemplating or um, wanting to stop taking psychiatric medication, I will strongly suggest speaking to your doctor, please. Because some of these medications, uh, Zoloft is one of them, which is an antidepressant, especially when you're at a higher dosage, like 200 milligrams a day or you know 300 milligrams a day. If you're at the max, um, 
you want to taper off. So that's why I put, I had to taper off some meds and most of them I did cold turkey. But I know specifically with Zoloft and those drugs in that particular class, uh, I think Prozac is one of them as well. There is a such thing as um, um, having withdrawals and those withdrawals are a nightmare. I, I'm telling you from personal experience, like I, I've done that before where I completely like went cold turkey off of Zoloft and I ended up having to go back on them and taper myself off because the, the side effects were, were uh, the withdrawals were so bad. And that included like it felt like I was sticking my finger in an electrical socket. Like I was having involuntary jerks and movements. I was highly depressed, crying all the time, angry. I wasn't eating. Uh, my sleep was highly affected where I was uh, experiencing insomnia and stuff. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. Please make sure you talk to a medical professional, your doctor, and not Google Healthline or WebMD. Like go to a doctor, even if it's just through telehealth, uh, you know, over, over Zoom call or whatever. But please speak to your licensed professional so that way they can come out with a plan because you have to have a, a, a certain plan to taper yourself off. Um, so anyway, the last part is who? People that helped you or hindered you. And um, I put that, you know, help, you know, family, friends, peers, friends. How about friends with benefits? <laughs> Hell nah, them niggas wasn't helping. Anyway. <laughs> so if it's your family, your your um your spouse, your partner. Or if you got a good friends with benefits, I guess, then they can help you as well. But you just want to make sure that if it's somebody that's helping you or hindering you, then it's good to like write this stuff down. So I, I say this to say like this is a really good tool because it will help show you that for one, change is possible. And it also helps you put things on paper um, to let you know like, that okay, I made a personal change and I stuck with it. And the the why, how, when, and who, like that really just writing it down and, and seeing it can really help you uh get to the next part, which is thinking about a personal change that you want to make in your life. You want to make, and with this one, it's asking the same questions. Uh, why, like what what will motivate you to change? How, what will the process be? When, what What will the timeline be? And who, who might help or hinder you? And so um, again, this is something that I want to scan and put up on the Peace of Mind STL page, just so it's a tool and a resource for you to um, help you achieve your goals. Um, there is a, a study, a 2015 study that shows that 33% the people who um, write down their goals are 33% more successful in achieving their goals. Like, think about that. That's 33%. And that's just from writing it down. Because it's like it's it's like you're setting your intentions by writing it down. You know, you think of it, you write it down, and you feel it. And that's how you manifest or achieve your goals. And I, you know, I'm thinking about doing like a, a another episode of like manifestation and setting your intentions and and whatnot and things that you could do because I feel like that's something that's kind of, it's a little. 
I can delve deeper in, into that. Uh, so later on down the road, but again, I think it's just like super highly important that just having the awareness and writing down your goals and, you know, thinking it over and, and, um, brainstorming that's the word brainstorming can really really help you get to the point where you can achieve your goals so with that i'm going to take a quick break because i've been talking for like 40 minutes straight and i'm thirsty (laughs) so uh we'll do um we'll be back after this break all right and we are back so i have a new segment it is called i got five on it (laughs) hey so um this is where i just give a little bit of i spotlight um every week i'm gonna spotlight or highlight uh, a marijuana strand or a cannabis strand um for those who who don't know i smoke weed um <laughs> um i i got my medical card earlier this year and um because missouri is finally a green state fur, fur, fur. um before that i was just getting it off the street or whatnot or i'm you know knew a couple of people who grew it here and there but they would all be bullshitting anyway so <laughs> y'all know how it is you call the weed man and just be like hey i want to get you know whatever and you thinking they gonna give it to you now and then you you chasing down the weed man trying to get your herbs so i ain't got time for that i can just go to the dispensary um you know and, and get it that way that way i i don't have to i would say the benefits because this is stuff that i've had like conversations with other people who get it off the street and i say that the benefit to having a, a medical card and going to the dispensary is you know what you're getting i know if i want some afghan kush i can go to the dispensary and get afghan kush instead of going through joe blow who says it's afghan kush and it's it's not what it is and the reason why for me i am so big on what type of weed i'm smoking because again you know i I do it socially but for the most part i do it for medicinal um it helps me with my anxiety it helps me with my depression it also because sometimes i have an issue with my appetite um if i notice like sometimes i'll go days and days and maybe eat I'll I'll snack instead of eating. Um, And I mean snack like have an apple and then drinking water and tea the the entire day. So it will help me trigger an appetite. So um, with that being said, cannabis has a lot of terpenes. And uh, I think that the more you know, because knowledge is power. (laughs) And... uh, just to, you know, uh, I'm going to spotlight like a marijuana that I'm currently smoking right now. But I'm also going to talk about and educate on like the different terpenes because terpenes do have an effect on how the cannabis works and how it affects your 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 mood and your body. So you're probably like, well, what the hell is terpenes? 
basically terpenes is is secreted from the same glands that produces like cannabinoids like THC and CBD. However, terpenes they're more like aromatic oils, and uh, some of them they do of vary in color and in smells and also in flavors. So, um, you you get like mint, pine berry, citrus, uh, vanilla creams, chocolate, coffee. I mean, like, and and again, the terpene is going to be dependent on how you, you know, get the distinctive flavors or, or taste. And, um, the way that I like to kind of think about terpenes is equivalent to essential oils. With essential oils, it's basically the oil of that plant. So, oh my gosh, excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. So, let's just take lavender. Lavender, for instance, it has certain terpenes. um, Or, actually, lavender. I ain't going to use lavender. I'm going to use lemon essential oil. Uh, So, lemon... Is a ter- it's also a, a a terpene because it it's it's lemon. It has that citrusiness, um, but you can find that same uh, chemical that or natural chemical that's in cannabis. So you know how like sometimes when you're for those who smoke cannabis, you smoke it or and you have like that distinct taste, like uh, lemon berry, for instance. It has like a distinct. It's called lemon berry for a reason because it has like a lemon or a citrus taste to it. But those cannabinoids, or I'm sorry, um, the terpene has benefits. So typically, when you think of, and I'll just keep on with a uh, lemon, or it's called. Um, I know I'm going to say this. I know I'm going to fuck this up. Uh, limonene, I think. I, th- I believe that's how you pronounce it. But again, it's, it's citrusy. It's, uh, if you're looking on the scale, it's more energizing. And it's also found in fruits. Fruit rinds of rosemary, juniper, peppermint, and of course, orange, um, lemon, limes, things of that nature. So again... When uh, you have these certain terpenes, it actually has uh, a certain effects to your body. So, oh, it's limonene. <laughs> anyway, so limonene, for instance, which again is citrus, it's believed to promote or provide anxiety and stress relief. So think about it. Anytime that you like smell um a, a a lemon or an orange or anything citrusy it it produces like you kind of feel like your anxiety is 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 shifting going down but you also have like a bit of an energy because it's zesty it, it smells it's fragrant it's like mm, you know it kind of like awakens your senses so that's essentially that's what you're getting when um you have when you're dealing with um a cannabis that's high in high in a uh, limiting terpene terpine or terpene sorry so you can find this um uh, in strains like strawberry banana white fire og um well these other three i'm about to name are actually pretty good white fire og dosi dose and wedding cake um you might even heard of like wedding pie Though I know that's what they sell a lot uh, around here in the Missouri or in the St. Louis area 
So if you're looking for something that is going to provide anxiety and a stress relief, then you would want to go with a terpene that's leaning more um, on the limonene side. Uh, another one is uh, myrcene. Myrcene is it's the most common terpene that you're going to find in commercialized cannabis. And again, this is believed to promote a calming effect. So you can also find this terpene in foods or herbs such as thyme, mango, and lemongrass. And so uh, some of the strains that are high in uh, myrcene include Granddaddy Purple, OG Kush, and Cherry Pie. Now I haven't tried Granddaddy Purple, but of course I've had OG Kush and I have and I've had Cherry Pie. So the reason why I say um just to tie back into oh and blue dream <sighs> blue dream I'm gonna use this as a good uh example so I remember I got this was years ago somebody uh one of my homeboys uh had some weed and he said it was blue dream let me tell you that shit was a fucking nightmare I mean I my anxiety was so super high it was like it was supposed to do the opposite it was supposed to calm me down it was supposed to relax me but because I got it off the street I don't even think he really you know somebody can say that it's blue dream but really it's not it could be something totally different and that's the thing that I like about getting my marijuana from a dispensary because if it says it's blue dream that's what you're getting blue dream and so that way you can go online, you can go to like uh, Leaf Fly or uh, I think it's called Weed Maps. You can go to these sources and you can actually see what are some of the, the, the terpenes that are in it to help you uh, with any ailment that you have. So if your ailment is you're high anxiety and you need something to, to calm you down, then you want you, you would want to smoke a blue dream because it's more on a is more on it's it's a hybrid a lot of them are hybrids by the way it's no really to me it's no such thing as like either all indica or all uh sativa it's it's either you a lot of the hybrids um are just going to be leaning more towards an indica which an indica is to promote like calm to help you go to sleep it also triggers uh your appetite it's good for people who have cancer uh hiv you know um it <laughs> i ain't no doctor but i am a woman <laughs> and i understand that morning sickness is an issue at times for women and um and i have known women who were at the beginning stages of their pregnancy where they could not keep any food down and i'm specifically talking about blue dream because i had a homegirl who um who could not keep anything down no matter what she took but she smoked some of that blue dream and it helped her to keep food down so she can provide nourishment for her and her baby so i'm just saying and there have been studies that have shown uh i would say you have to do your due diligence talk to a healthcare professional because i'm not one i'm just going based off of experience and what uh i've been told either by second or third party uh, uh people who have said that this has been beneficial so anyway i digress um, <clears throat> but you, you want to, again, you want to make sure that, uh, or the benefit of getting it from a dispensary is that you know what you're getting and the bud tenders there are pretty knowledgeable about, you know, uh, the herbs, they're, uh, knowledgeable about where they're sourced from, where they're coming from. Thank, 
a lot of times, like, well, all, hang on. a lot of times, uh, the marijuana is grown and uh, uh, it's produced, it's grown and, and what am I trying to say? It is grown and processed in Missouri, in St. Louis. Uh, so you, you know what you're getting and you're going straight from the source, you know, into the shop and into your joint and smoke it. I'm just saying. And a lot of times, uh, you, you can make tinctures, which is stuff that you put up under your tongue or, or take orally. Uh, you can put it in food. You can put it in drinks. Uh, there are topical creams that you can use for any like ailments that you have. If it's arthritic pain, um, if you're breaking out from something, you can use it as eczema cream. I've seen people do that. So it's, it's like these terpenes and cannabis just has such... It's not only just for smoking. You can dab. You can use it as an edible. You can... It's, the world is your oyster when it comes to um, when it comes to marijuana. But anyway, what I'm saying is it's just best to get it. In my opinion, it's just best to get it from a dispensary because you know what you're getting. And in the example that I use, I with the blue dream, I got it from somebody and it was off the street and I had a bad reaction to it. However, when I tried it again um, at a dispensary. I didn't have any issues and I find this to to be with not only with Blue Dream or just a lot of marijuana that I smoke unless I know that that person is growing it which that's who I typically get it from now if I decide to get it off the street you know money little funny or whatever but it's usually people who grow it they buy the seeds and they grow it um and they're taking care of the plant I will buy directly from them but for the but for the most part I'm going to the dispensary so, um, yeah, I think what I'm going to do, like I said, every week, what do the episode just kind of feature, um, a marijuana and I would say blue dream, blue dream, you know, could, um, help you have some, some really, really nice dreams. And so, uh, yeah, with that being said, smoke out me now, know what I'm talking about, smoke out me now, know what I'm talking about. Project Pet, y'all. Three, three, six, five, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> ah, um, so, yeah. So, again, I'll make sure to each week educate y'all on the benefits of cannabis. And if you're wanting to uh, go to your local dispensary, if you're in the Missouri area, just go to your local dispensary and get a marijuana card. A lot of them, um, like green light dispensary, they are giving them to you for free, depending on what area you're in. So if you're in the North County area, North city area, um, they you typically go by like zip code and address, you put it in there and you could get a marijuana card for little to no money. Um, I know me because I stay in South city, I did have to pay, but I still didn't have to pay the full price. Um, at that time, I think they were going for like $150. Uh, I ended up paying $50 for the car or, or, you know, to, for, for the process, but $25, um, to, to get the actual card. And when I say card, I mean, they just email it to you. Um, and that's something that the state will uh implement not the dispensary itself $25 is how you you get your card and it lasts for a year and then you re-up every year or not re-up but renew every year so um yeah I think 
that is it. I, I honestly can do like a whole cannabis episode, but I ain't gonna do that uh, not right now. So, um, so yeah, that's that's it for this episode. Like I said, I was gonna keep it short. Um, again, you can find me on Facebook and <laughs> IG at Adulting Sucks Podcast. I, at adulting suck right podcast and also don't forget hit me up um, message me on facebook you can go to the peace of mind page again uh or group peace of mind stl that's p-e-a-c-e uh check out my youtube page where i do have the videos and um i look forward to seeing everybody during the small goals challenge uh let's get out here let's achieve our goals if you want to lose weight if you want to you know, uh, learn how to share your feelings. If you want to learn how to cook a, a, a meal or whatever, whatever your goal is, let's work on it together and support one another within our community. So with that being said, I love y'all. Peace. Drink your water. So your black don't crack and make sure you wear your sunscreen, even though it's fall, it's still UV rays out there. So wear your sunscreen to keep your melanin popping. Love you guys. Peace. One. Oh, 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 oh,